Hi there, I'm Randy Heckman. Welcome to the Grand Awakening Podcast. Folks, our desire is that we can incline the heart of our Sovereign Lord to pour out His Spirit in power, reviving His Church here in West Michigan, but also in our state and our nation, and then leading to a great spiritual awakening all for His glory. But for that to happen, it's just critical that first we listen to what God is saying to us and that we quickly and cheerfully respond to His instructions in humble obedience. Well, as uh, most of you that have been watching our uh, podcast know that normally we speak with one other person. Well, we have a bonus bonus here today. We've got uh, three gentlemen, and uh, the one I asked is is uh, Barney Barnes, John Barney Barnes, who's uh, in the corner, as you can see him, with a military hat on. And uh, But he's been joined uh, by a couple of friends that he invited to, to come with us. One of those is Jacob, is it pronounced Brumbach? Brumbach. Brumbach. Okay, like uh, the composer Bach. That's very good. Yes. Are, you, are you a musician, by the way, Jacob? Do you do music? I am, yes. Well, that's good. That's wonderful. And also, we have Angel Zapata, who uh, is with us, and he's a, a, a veteran of the Army, and, and Jacob was a submariner with the uh, Navy. And, of course, Barney, we're going to be talking about him a little more. But, Barney, welcome. Glad you're with us. Glad to be with you. Let me tell a little bit more about Barney. Um, and again, his, his resume is is really significant, but I'm just going to touch on on some of these things, and then I'm going to give him a chance to talk a little bit more. But he, I'm 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 envious. I, you know, I I fly airplanes as a hobby, but you did it uh, on behalf of our country. Um, you. Uh, were an aviation cadet, of course, and completed flight training, got your Navy wings of gold in April of 1970. Then you were you flew in the Vietnam War effort. You flew helicopters in support of Navy SEAL teams, swift boats, other allied units. Your squadron was known as the Sea Wolves, the highest decorated Navy uh, squadron of the Vietnam War. And uh, you spent 25 years in the Navy. You were a flight instructor. You also led, and I want to get into this a little bit, Navy corrections efforts in Washington, D.C. and Charleston, South Carolina. And then after retirement from the Navy, you used your leadership skills and experience to bring needed reform to various criminal justice efforts in our country. You are now the National Ambassador for the Military and Prisons for the Promise Keepers Ministry. There's a great ministry that's touched a lot of us men. You've got a lot of awards, uh, both in the Navy and thereafter. And you're author of a book, Born to Be a Warrior, based on your life in the warrior culture. You speak to lots of groups, and you got another book coming out, The Sacred Art of Leadership, Turning the Soul Toward a Noble Purpose, coming out later this year. You and your wife, Pat, have been married 52 years, and you reside in Somerville, South Carolina. So, again, I, I'm thankful for each one of you. I want to just start with you, Barney, and that's your nickname, and I get where they must have gotten that from. Your last name is Barnes. I, I assume that's how they got your nickname. Is that fair to say, Barney? Uh, true? That's pretty close. Uh Depending on whether it was with the sheriff's office, I was the chief deputy, so 
we all know that every sheriff ah. was Barney. So I was, I was the guy. And uh, that makes sense. But it, it was sort of a moniker I had as a, as a Navy pilot. Everybody seems to pick up a nickname. And so uh, that was me. Well, we want to thank you for, um, for your service, Barney. Yeah. Big time. Uh, you, you did incredible amount of work. 4,000 hours of flight time. Uh, you, do you have any positive memories of those 4,000 hours, or is it all pretty much stressful and that sort of thing? What, 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 what comes to you when you start thinking about being up in the air for 4,000 hours? Well, um, you know, our old buddy uh, Leonardo da Vinci uh, mm. said that once you have tasted flight, you'll walk the earth looking skyward, for there you have been and there you long to return. So it, it, I, I, I find myself looking skyward, you know, when a plane goes over and I would long, long, I long to return it, just like Leonardo said, you know, who just had this passion for flight, but he never flew. But you know, <laughs> obviously, no. So, I, yeah, I yeah. Get I, it. Uh, we we did a lot of a lot of work with the Navy SEALs. They're always uh, coming up with interesting things to do. You know, like interrupt the marriage ceremony of a of a local chieftain, and uh, <laughs> and and, <laughs> and so uh, we needed to talk to some of those guys about some of their activities and so that was the the way it was designed to uh to bring them into an interview <laughs> uh to do that so no one got hurt we got our guys and we ate uh, lots of their shrimp and the chicken uh, that had been prepared for the wedding feast and so that was a, a memorable probably not too many people get to do something like that i kind of remember that true and, uh, but Mostly, uh, it was uh, adventure, and that's why we, you know, go and do things. It was uh, interesting. You learn a lot of life lessons uh, flying. <clears throat> you learn to uh, think ahead, and you know, like if you lose an engine, which I did, you know, you want, and you only got one, you want to uh, have learn, have uh, had have exercised some training on what to do. It's like in life, you know, if if this happens or that happens, yeah. I find the scripture is a very good, you know, uh, reservoir to go to, to, uh, to learn the value of wisdom and knowledge and understanding mm. of things. Uh, those three, those three elements, you know, uh, uh, okay, these are the facts. This is the knowledge. So, okay. So understanding helps us know what to do about those facts that we have and wisdom gives us uh, a, a, a cue into what what action to take, and so uh, I've I just find it's a good 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 uh, basis for you know learning life lessons is uh, mm-hmm. flying for the Navy and different things like that. That's great. Well, uh, just to let folks know that uh, Barney is a prolific writer. Certainly, he's written books. Uh, He's written one that's been published, another one's coming out, but he also writes a number of columns that I have found helpful uh, that are you know, about a page long. And, uh, and he's just, he usually brings in um, principles of warfare that are applicable to the Christian life. 
Uh, I just read one uh, yesterday, day before, about the armor that, of course, is mentioned in the book of Ephesians that we need to put on the armor. And he, he had, you know, he talks about each one of those from from someone that understands military issues. So I just want to thank you for for doing that, Barney. And uh, again, you you continue to uh, to to uh, inform us and to encourage us as Christ followers, especially as men, to be a warrior because we are at war. A lot of people think, no, no, everything's fine. I go to church, you know, a couple times a month. Everything's fine here. My my worst problem is when my internet goes down, or you know, uh, my my I can't get my phone to work right, or you know, I stub my toe here or there. But everything's basically no. We're at war. We have an arch enemy that loves to take us out, and so you you give us as men especially. Uh, great concepts, Barney. I want to thank you for that. No problem. I, I know you had mentioned uh, a couple of terms that are near and dear to our heart, uh, mm -hmm. love and courage. And um, I think, uh, you know, Christ had said that there was no greater love than this than to for a man to give his life for his friends. Amen. And sometimes uh, we we think of, well, I wrote a, a piece called We Sacrifice Because We Love, and it's because of love we're wanting to give ourselves for others. And that word that is used there is suke, I believe, P-S-U-C-H-E. It, it means heart and soul. It doesn't mean the strap on a vest and vaporize yourself you know that's, that's not the type of, of giving that we're talking about jesus mm -hmm. said that, the, that i am the good shepherd and i give my life that mm -hmm. same word he used uh, suke uh, heart and soul and so sometimes when we're giving our heart and soul we mm -hmm. end up giving our life um but uh as uh, 44 of my uh, brothers did in combat mm -hmm. uh, all engaged with the enemy and all engaged in in serving mm. others wow. which is an act of service you know you're you're there yes. doing things because mm. you love these people you know that that are in trouble and and so uh, that's that's why you give mm. and so at, sometimes when we uh give of ourselves the the idea is that our self our selfish nature is dead, you know, and mm -hmm. so then we become fully alive as, as the experience I remember. And I, and I think that's available to us. I know it's available to us, you know, as we give uh, mm -hmm. for our, our families, mm -hmm. you know, our faith, you know, yes. as we give our heart and soul, yes. uh, not just a few minutes here and there. In fact, mm -hmm. uh, one of my favorite quotes is from, uh, Von Clausewitz, who uh, established a war college, and all of our people in the Western nations study Clausewitz extensively. He's just a genius in uh, developing strategies and so on and so forth. The nine principles of war come from Clausewitz. But he said it's the value of the objective the value of the objective that determines the amount of sacrifice mm. to be given in terms of magnitude and duration. And I find that to be just a very, that's a definition I encounter just about every day because it's a challenge to me 
is this really important or not? You know, sure. and it's how our families find out how valuable they are by the amount, by the magnitude and duration. You know, sometimes we'll give a little. I believe there's four four types of people we run into: those who give a little for a short time, <laughs> some faces come up. You know, usually when they say that, or they'll give a little for a long time, and you can depend on them to give a little bit for a long time. Uh, and you can depend on some to do a lot uh, for a short time. Mm-hmm. But then there are those who give a lot for a long time. And uh, those are the people you really you begin to able to trust and, mm-hmm. and build uh, strong yeah. relationships with. And um, it's the secret of a marriage, I believe, is, uh, mm-hmm. is this willingness of the man uh, to mm-hmm. it's the, how the value of that is established the value of that marriage the value of our children mm-hmm. as as i know your 12 children would would that uh, would would i'm sure say randy that uh that you have you have given uh and and to your lovely bride uh marcia the the mm-hmm. The, the, the sacrifice mm-hmm. over for long and for and, and a lot for yeah. a lot and yeah. so that's that's what makes life uh, yeah. valuable yeah. And, and so it's the it, it enables us to be men of courage the other element if you like to talk about that a little bit but i think that that love is so important because we sacrifice <clears throat> because we love right that's good yeah and really, it, it's 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 a daily choice. As Jesus says, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily and follow me. It's daily mm-hmm. dying to the flesh and letting Christ do in me, which I cannot do in my own strength. I cannot love my wife like I need to. I cannot sacrifice appropriately. But as we daily die to self and let Christ be our life, I mean, that's that that's it's counterintuitive. You think, are you kidding me? I'm going to really give it all up right here. And it's going to be a terrible life, but it it's counterintuitive. It actually turns out to bring us unexpected joy and peace uh, because it's Christ in me. And I've often said when I speak on these subjects is there's only one person who's ever successfully lived the Christian life. His name's Jesus. And he's mm-hmm. the only one who can, and he does it through us again, Far from perfectly, if you're like me, because the old nature wants to be in charge and I can do this on my own. No, no. You die, old nature. You're on the cross, new nature, Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit through us. So well, let me talk, if I can, to Angel for a minute. Yes, sir. Yes. Angel, you're uh, an army. Uh, you were in the army. How many years were you in the army? I was in for three, but I'm uh, retired from the federal government after 25 years. So you were it, it worked for the federal government? Yes. What, what uh, division or department? I worked in many departments, uh, all the alphabets, basically. Uh, I did some work for the CIA, NSA, FBI. Okay. Consulting Usually, stuff. When I lived in Washington, I could tell who worked for the CIA. <laughs> How so? Well, because everybody worked for the government, right? So if you ask somebody, well, where do you work? Well, we work at agriculture. If they said, well, I work for the government. I'd come back and say, oh, you mean CIA? They go, how did you know? Because <laughs> they, they're not supposed to talk about that. That's hilarious. Well, thank for your service. So <laughs> what do you think about the stuff we've just been talking about? 
Um, well, being a warrior myself, being a combat veteran, being uh, I hit an IED and survived it through the grace of God. Really? Wow. And I used, and I've, I've run, I've worked with men many years. Uh-huh. I find that in the church today, it's wonderful to learn about the armor of God. But what I find out is everybody's armor is clean and shiny, but no one knows how to fight. Mm. You know, the armor is, is great, but you got to learn how to fight. And so I think the leadership nationwide, uh, leadership has not, has taught about the armor, but they haven't taught people how to fight. And mm -hmm. so they're, in, they're stagnant. In, in medieval times, when you wanted to be a knight, you became a squire first and you learned everything about it. But the day you started training, they put you in armor and a 70 pound, 80 pound armor, then they knocked you over. And they said, when you can get up off the ground, then you can start training. So we have our armor on, but Satan has knocked some of us down and we can't get back up. So when we learn to get back up, when that armor becomes a second skin that we sleep with it, we can, mm. the knight would sleep with it. And then after he's learned how to fight, he we would have to learn how to ride his horse without holding on to the reins. You know, the, the word that we use in Greek for, for, for equip the saints, mm -hmm. it's the, the word equus, having to do with a horse. So literally, first the armor, then the training, then you got to get up on the horse. Wow. That's equipped. A Christian man who's equipped has gone through all three phases, the armor, the war training, and getting on the horse and staying on the horse in battle. Mm. See, I really, like Barney said, to do it, from a place of love. Because yes, greater love has no man than this, that he laid down his life for his friends. Wow. But you have to be willing when you put on the armor, not when you ride the horse. So it's phases you go through. So right now, many men I, I meet, I talk to them all the time, they have the armor, they polish it. They, they look how shiny my armor is. You put them in a situation, they can't fight. Mm. Because their teachers can't fight. Mm. So you can't train somebody, you can't give what you don't have. Right. So if I'm a boxer, I'm going to train you in boxing. See, if I do MMA, I'll train you in MMA. But if I'm no good at it, guess what? You're going to be no good at it too. So we as combat veterans, we can mm. train people for combat. So the church has to train warriors for combat. And that's where it's failed. And so we, we have men that are stagnant and not taking their place because they're afraid of the enemy. They don't know the tools they have. They don't know the gladius. They don't know the armor. They don't know what it's made out of. They don't know the scutum. They don't know the shield. They don't know those things. They wear them. They look pretty, but they can't fight. So we have to train men how to fight. Put them in the battle. So how do they go about learning to do that? How how would you teach the teachers? What would you say or what would you run them through? How would how do they learn, uh, Angel, how to do that? Well, it, very simply, very applicable. What I would do is put them in a situation they've never been in and see what happens. Okay. Just see what happens. Put them in a difficult situation, uh, whatever it is, and, and you put them in a situation, and then you observe what happens, and you come back and say, this is what you did wrong. This is what could have done better. Now you put them in a situation again, see how they progress, see how they improvise, see how they adapt, see how they overcome. See, because... Uh, how, do you put them, how do you put them in that situation? Like, like you give me a, a specific example. I'll give you an example. Uh, we were talking about demon possession, right? Right. One time. And so afterwards, I said, after the class, we're going to go out, find somebody who's demon-possessed, and cast the devil out. Okay. And I said, who's with me? And nobody raised their hand. Ah. This is what they said. Angel, that's your ministry. I said, yeah. no, brother. It's our ministry. See what I'm talking about? 
They were trained, but they're afraid. They're afraid that they don't know it's Christ in me, the hope of glory. There you in go. Him, in him I breathe. Yeah. In him I have being. So it's not me. So I, I trained them. I told them what to look for, how to recognize it, etc. But everybody was scared to go out and do it. Well, you could probably do the same thing with, okay, like I'm thinking of, uh, of Bill McLeod, who was a pastor in Canada. I don't know if you know uh -huh. that name at all, but a number of years ago, uh, yeah. he, he was a pastor of a church of about 175. And he said, all right, we're going to divide our congregation into uh, four or five groups, whatever it was. And next Monday, group A is going to show up and we're going to go door to door and share the gospel with people. Exactly. Now, if you don't feel up to it, he said, stay home and pray. Guess how many showed up on Monday? Zero. They, wow. all, they all stayed home and prayed, of course, right? He said, wait a minute. Maybe it's training. So he trained them how to share the gospel. Okay, next Monday, two people showed up, shaking in their boots. What, what is it? We have a heart problem, guys. And so they began to pray for revival, to revive their hearts, to be fully engaged and willing to do whatever God calls them to do. Five years later, revival hit that community. It was Saskatchewan, um, and uh, and it spread throughout Western Canada. But but they needed heart change, and then people got mm -hmm. excited about sharing the gospel. And uh, but that's good. I appreciate that. And, but you got you also got to know who you are. Yeah. Like Randy. Randy Heckman is your name. Am I correct? Yeah, that's right. Okay. Randy means the one who gets excited. Heckman means the one who knocks down the gate or moves the fence. So you can't do warfare until you're excited and ready to knock down the fence and move the gate. I love so, it. So your, your name fits you who you are. We have to live up to our name. My name is Angel. I'm a messenger of God. And that's my message. I love it. Hey, thanks, brother. Let's God move on to Jacob. Our, our youngest member of this four, foursome group here. And uh, you you were in the Navy, right? Are you I still, am. In, you're I'm in you're still Navy. in. Are, yes, sir. Oh, awesome. Well, again, thank you for your service. How many years have you been in, Jacob? Years. How many? Eight years. Okay. And uh, so you still go on cruises on submarines? Yes, cruises is one name for it, but that makes it sound a lot more fun. What, what, do you, what, are, what do you guys that are in submarines call it? If you don't call it cruises, what do you call Deployment. it? Deployments. Deployments. And I'm assuming these are nuclear subs, yes? They are, yes. Now, you didn't ever meet a Admiral Rickover, did you? No, not personally. Because way back in the good old days, you had to meet with him, right, to get accepted into the program, is what I'm told. That, anyway. That's still the case today. Yeah, isn't that amazing? Meet with the the head of uh, of naval reactors. So, all right. So, what what do you think? We've been talking about basically spiritual warfare. You're a follower of Jesus, I'm assuming, Jacob. Yes. 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 And uh, and and have you been a Christian for quite a while? Yeah, for about uh, 10 years. Um, and uh, I just have to say a lot of the uh, spiritual maturity um, I had was developed under these two men, uh, Angel and Barney, uh, just really teaching me how to fully engage uh, with God and, and be passionate in, in my whole self um, 
towards God and, and developing my relationship with him. And, you know, kind of with this theme of war, we've, we've been talking about, um, one thing that the Lord has been placing on my heart is, um, you know, the rules of engagement, rules of engagement, uh, in the military, that's what gives you the authority to actually engage with the enemy to, to commit a attack on the enemy. And if we don't have rules of engagement, our attack is not legitimate. And so as I think of rules of engagement or ROE, when it comes to a spiritual sense, we need to um, develop our own ROE. And so for me, that's uh, the first R is developing a relationship with the word. So getting in the word every day and not just reading the Bible, you know, but actually engage engaging with it and, and getting excited and having it personally impact you. Uh, that's developing a relationship. The second is an opinion. The O is the opinion, having an opinion on the word. You know, it says, um, that you should love the Lord with all your heart, uh, soul and strength. And that heart, uh, the word heart means also mind. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so if we don't have an opinion, you know, some of the the strongest willed people that I know are the most opinionated people. And if we don't have an opinion about the word, then we're kind of lukewarm to it. So getting an opinion on what the word's telling us. And then the third one is the E is experiencing God's word. So that's praying through the scriptures. That's, um, you know, actually feeling it in your own personal life, mm. experiencing word of God, because it's living, it's active. And if we read it in that way, it will actually, um, you know, transform the world, the world, we will see heaven invade the earth, uh, through our prayers. And so those, those are the three takeaways that the Lord has put on my heart, uh, our rules of engagement for the spiritual warfare that we're in today. Well, that's really great. So as you again, engage on, uh, your deployments rather than your cruises, how long are they, by the way? How, how long typically do you go on an a, a, a engagement like that? How long does that take? Well, my uh, deployment Deployed. to the West Pacific uh, was seven, about seven months. Okay. Uh, and um, uh, the longest an underway could be uh, without pulling back into port would be about three months, though. Wow. That's, that's just amazing. Um, I, I spent a summer as a midshipman on a World War II destroyer. That's as much as I ever got. And we ended up in Guant Guantanamo Bay, Gitmo. <laughs> Started out in Boston and ended up down there. And after that, I just was at a desk, basically, in the Pentagon for approximately three years. But anyhow, well, that, that's great. So are you able to be a light to those around you? Are you an officer, enlisted? What, what, what category are you? I am. I'm an officer. Okay. What what what's your rank at this point? I'm a lieutenant. O three. Yeah. O three. Yeah. I ended up at that category, but uh, well, that's great. Are you able to be a light to to your fellow officers and uh, and uh, sailors? Yeah. Um, the Lord has used me um, a lot. You know, he uses the foolish to confound the wise. And, <laughs> and I, I found myself in, uh, in many situations where, um, you know, the, it was the Lord's blessing, uh, unequivocally the Lord's blessing that, uh, 
had uh, had helped helped us as as a team and and myself personally. Yeah. So well, um, that's, that's great. So just one final thing with you would be uh, you know talking to other men that might be listening or watching this particular uh, broadcast. Um, I mean, how important is it that you have Christ in your life and that you have his word and that you're, you're engaging in the ROE on a, on a daily basis? Again, not perfectly, but where would you be if you didn't have that, do you think, in comparison? I don't think I would be able to um, operate in, in the heavy demands of the military without it. Um, so that it, it's, it's really what, what gives me a purpose and, and helps me through, um, those challenges. So, I mean, there's a lot of discouragement in our day, a lot of suicide, a lot of, you know, depression, drug use, addictions, and so on, um, because of the pain of just living in, in this culture we are. So are you, you, you seem relatively upbeat despite you know you're you're younger than the rest of us here but that's encouraging to us yeah well when you get around people like barney and angel it's uh okay (laughs) okay angel anything further before we uh end up with barney yeah regarding fighting uh i heard an mma fighter just before he went into the ring they said what's your plan he said i'm gonna let him punch me in the face and we'll see what happens (laughs) you know you have to be willing to do that as a Christian. You know what I mean? You're going to get punched in the face. But you know what? The, the plan might change instantaneously. You have to adapt. You have to overcome. You have to improvise. That's really good. If you want to survive. That's really good. That's good. Amen. Jacob, Amen. did you have anything else you wanted to add before I flip back to Barney? I don't think so. Thank you. All right. Well, so appreciate your being here. Barney, br- bring it in for a landing, buddy. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, Approaching the airport, we'll bring this baby in for a, a carrier and for oh, a Oh, dear. Oh, dear. That scared me to death. I'm yeah, sorry. Trap. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we just shut your eyes, you know, until it's over. And then you can say, oh, I made it again. So <laughs> I was thinking of General Patton talked about courage. Yeah. And, uh, well, uh, Joshua talked about courage. Shazak Viamats. Be strong and of good courage. Yeah. And First uh, Corinthians sixteen thirteen, I believe it talks about be men of courage. Yes, you know. Um, and so, uh, General Patton had this neat uh, approach to the two times, two types of courage. He said he had noted one was physical courage, the ability to face uh, the enemy in combat, mm-hmm. and of course that's true. That the word courage comes from the same word we get coronary, C-O-R, core. Really? Really? Uh, it's a French derivative, I believe. So yeah. courage is a, it's a heart issue. It's not a mental, it's not a mental exercise. Mm-hmm. It's, it comes from the heart. And so I think love is the ingredient that really enables courage to act, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, and the definition from Webster's, I use the old, uh, old Webster's Dictionary. Uh, is the uh, ability to, to face and deal with, face and deal with those things determined to be dangerous, difficult, or unpleasant. Those 
<laughs> rather than withdrawing from them. And so that would be cowardice. Mm -hmm. So you always see this uh, dichotomy uh, in life. You know, there is a courage to faith. Well, the phone call, the uh, the mm -hmm. encounter, mm -hmm. you know, with your neighbor, you know, the uh, conversation with your wife, this to that, you know, there's all every, like you said daily, there's these opportunities for courage to yes. come alive because yes. of, of the fact that we love. So it's the act of patient and dealing with those things that turn to be dangerous, difficult, and pleasant. Uh, rather than withdrawing from them. So we don't want to be cowards. We don't want to be, you know, have this daunting cowardice uh, thing. That, and fear can often ignite cowardice. So anyway, so, but General Patton said there were there was also the moral courage, which he, and when we were naval officers, they probably still do that. Jake, I don't know. Uh, we would get graded annually on moral courage mm -hmm. and it was uh, facing uh, how he faces difficult situations. And so there was <laughs> actually got graded on that and uh, they, they probably still have it. I don't know. They still have it. Jacob. They, yeah. They still have moral courage. That's one aspect. Oh, of okay. That. Good. Good. I, 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 there's hope, hope, hope for us. Okay. So um, he said that that was the, the, the thing that, to, that he noticed the most lacking, the most mm. lacking was moral courage, mm. the, the ability to do the right thing. Wow. Yes. Um, enabled a, a soldier to stand up for which they believed in yeah. and for what they know wow. is right. The, good. You know, the old adage, there's never the wrong time to do the right thing. Yep. So, um, so uh, I think that that, is how I would just say that the thing that's helped me so much in doing these different things is mm -hmm. uh, the love for what we're doing, the, the love for the mm -hmm. people around us um, has enabled us to have courage to, yep. you know, we, we're still, um, I turned 76 today. This is my birthday. Well, happy and birthday. And so I, I'm happy still birthday. working on it. Yeah, yeah. I'm still, I'm still working on getting it right, you know. Yeah, yeah, but that's the lifelong process of being yeah. transformed. Yeah, it, lifelong it, process. So, you know, just like you, like you said, Randy, every day, yep. every day we have these uh, challenges. And so yep. it's this truth, the spirit in our in our heart yep. that enables us, the spirit of Christ, that enables yep. us to be successful at whatever we're doing. Yep. So thank you very much for the yep. opportunity to share with you guys. Well, Man. it's been fun. And you talk about courage. And again, Courage. I got a friend who's a mayor of the town we live in here. He's a neat follower of Jesus. Um, Steve Kepley is his name. And he says, how do you spell faith? I said, well, that's pretty. <laughs> no, no. He says, this is how you spell it. R-I-S-K. When Jesus calls, you know, you step yeah. out of the boat. You take that. doesn't yeah. mean you don't have butterflies in your stomach, but you right. take that step of obedience. And I'm looking at Revelation 21 here. And uh, looking at uh, verse uh, 8, um, he says, But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexually immoral, those who practice magic arts, etc., they're going to burn in the lake of fire. He starts with cowardly, of all things, and then mentions some other things that we would more normally think in terms of, of bad people. But 
we need to have courage. Uh, in fact, it was C.S. Lewis, I think, that said courage is not one of the virtues, but it's the virtue that allows you to do all the other ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think it's really important that we have that kind of courage. Well, thank you, gentlemen, for being with me. And I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call on our youngest one if you would close us in prayer. If you do that, Jacob, would you do that? Yes, thank you. Dear Lord, we thank you for the blessing of this conversation today. We thank you that uh, your presence is with us. God, and we trust that your presence will touch every man who um, listens to this conversation and uh, that it'll have a transformative impact on them. And God, I just pray for our country today, for men all across our country, that um, they would be able to stand firm in your word, that they would be able to put on your armor of God, and that they would be able to um, make sacrifices that they need to be that they need to make. And um, I just pray that you bless them. And uh, we pray this all in your son's name. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you, Bernie and uh, Jacob and Angel. You guys are good guys. You've encouraged you. me and I know you're going to encourage a lot of people that see this video. So God bless Amen. you. God bless you. Thank Amen. you. Thanks for joining us. For more information, go to grandawakening.org. That's grandawakening.org.